Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today we've got the president and founder of GoHunt.com, Lorenzo Sartini on the line. Lorenzo, how you doing? Doing good today. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure. I think the last time we talked, uh, you were uh, getting geared up and headed to Colorado, I believe, for third, maybe even fourth seasons over there. And your expectations were high and you had you had kind of high hopes and we're all fired up about getting over there. How was your hunt? Yeah, I uh, I ended up taking one of our one of our guys who deals with our landowner tags uh, for Go Hunt. His name's Dennis Lee. He's been working for me for about two years. Um, I ended up taking him over there on a third season hunt, and just like everybody, we had super high hopes with the late dates, um, with that calendar rolling over on that third season go, going clear to the uh, 13th of November. So, but we had tons of high hopes, thinking we were you know going to get a lot of snow and the rut was going to be on just like everybody was burning all kinds of points on third season this year. And it was the exact opposite. It was, you know, warm weather and pretty much nothing for rut activity. Um, but we ended up getting it done on a really cool three point buck. We ran into a lot of hunters um, throughout the hunt on some other bigger deer. And we actually, we filmed it. We'll be releasing that film next week. Um, but it was, it was a fun hunt. It was a really fun hunt. And it got me ready because my dad, my brother and myself, we all had fourth season tags in the same unit that we, uh, that we drew. So it got us ready. And as, as luck would have it, that fourth season, we got a bunch of snow, the rut started turning on, bucks started moving in and, uh, we all three killed really nice bucks. My brother killed the biggest one and, uh, it was awesome. We got to hunt as a family on, on that fourth season. And, you know, to me, that's what, that's what Colorado's about, whether it's third or fourth season, it's, it's a place of opportunity where you can, you know, you can get a, good size um, hunting group out there with, with drawn tags and, and have a good chance of killing good bucks. And that's exactly what we did. Yeah. You know, the thing about Colorado is, you know, you never know what's going to show up and especially, you know, you're hunting around those rut dates and, you know, I, uh, I was expecting a lot better results across the board on that third season, but uh, yeah. you know, it was just an Indian summer, so to speak. I mean, it was warm from everybody I've talked to. Uh, the deer were really not moving around, which you, you know, any, if it just was normal weather, normal temperatures, um, you would have had quite a few uh, bucks chasing does and, you know, at least out prospecting. But I, I just, from what I hear, it was so warm that the deer were fairly lethargics. You know, a lot of the little bucks were chasing does, but just the bigger guys were just laying back in the trees. And then it, you guys had that, yeah, it had that storm come in and it was like a switch went off. Yeah, it was like that third season hunt. I mean, I have multiple pictures on my phone that I was sending to my dad and my brother because um, they were stuck in Vegas at work while I was out there taking dinner free hunting on that third season. I have multiple pictures on my phone of 68 degrees yeah. out there, you know, November 10th, November 11th, 68 degrees while we're trying to turn out the big deer. And the, the weird part is, and I think a lot of the reason why there wasn't a lot of quality deer coming out on that third season is the deer weren't high and they weren't low. Like we went up to, you know, 10, 5, 11,000 11, feet and there was no deer. I mean, zero. We saw some elk and that was about it. And then you go down to the lower, you know, the, the bottom floors at 6,500, 7,000 feet. And the small, the small bucks were running does, but those big deer were just held up in that transition area and the cedar trees and that thick pine. And they just would not come out. I mean, it was, it was one of the craziest third seasons ever. I mean, 68 degrees is, is insane. 
Yeah, you know, um, I had oh. a I had a third season a landowner tag. It ended up uh, f- uh, falling through and and got postponed to this coming year. But I, what a blessing in disguise. Um, I was bummed no out kidding. about it, thinking how late the dates were. But um, you know, it, it would be very rare to have the same opportunity and have all of a sudden have that really warm weather. You know, if it just had normal yeah. weather where it was, you know, in the in the you know low 50s as a high, you could. I mean, that's even manageable. But when you're talking in the mid 60s, upper 60s, um, it, and not a cloud in the sky either. Yeah, it, it, for me, any big animal, mature animal, whether we're talking elk, uh, whether we're talking mule deer, coos deer. It seems like when it gets warm, those big bucks um, or big bulls, they just lay up, um, you know, they, they, they just hang back in the trees. And then, you know, if, conversely, if you had, you know, really crisp, you know, 10 degree mornings, 15 degree mornings where it was really cold and, you know, daytime highs, you know, maybe in the upper 30s, um, you know, you'd have every big deer on the mountain running around, um, you know, prospecting. And I think it just comes down to, temperature and they just get hot and they want to lay down they don't want to be up yeah it's uh what you just said is exactly what we saw because that hunt that third season ended on the 13th and our hunt started on the 16th and the 16th was still in the mid 60s for the day i think the high was 62 but it was super windy because there was a a front coming in that was actually going to cool things off and I mean, the second that front came in, it dropped down to seven degrees in the morning um, with with probably eight to ten inches of snow on the ground. And every deer on the mountain was out. Every buck was out chasing does. I mean, it was like almost overwhelming from what we saw, what I saw in the third season. And like I had to take a step back and and uh, like kind of calm myself down because I was seeing so many bucks now from going you know, from zero bucks a day. Yeah. So it was, it was, uh, it was pretty crazy. I mean, the second that storm came in, it was just a whole nother story. And, um, you know, I'm learning that that weather, I mean, it's just so important when it comes to those November mule deer hunts. And, and like, like you said, even if it was, you know, forties and fifties, if it was just manageable, um, I, th- I believe I heard it from you, uh, just saying, like as long as there was a consistent weather pattern, if it was just that 40 to 50, those bucks would at least get up and move, you know, morning and night instead of not at all with it being, you know, 25 degrees above, above average and above normal. Yeah. You know, if it would have just been that nice manageable weather that those deer are somewhat used to, uh, it would have been fine. you know, I don't think it needed to be seven degrees like it was on my hunt. It just needed to be that normal 45, maybe a little bit of overcast and we would have been okay, but we just never got that. Yeah, you know, I, I think going back to, to mule deer or even uh, big coos deer, um, when you do get those warm patches, I think it's very important to be glassing on those shady slopes in the afternoon, find those you know yeah. shadiest, thickest pockets, and, and you have to glass right up until it's pitch black dark where you can't see, because a lot of times those bucks are laying in those, you know, those, those aspen, those quakey patches, and they're laying in the shade. Um, and they will yep. not get up till, I mean, maybe with five minutes left of light. Um, but definitely if you find yourself in warm situations, get, get to where you're glassing those shady bowls and, and find the biggest amount of shade you can. And you're, pr- you're probably going to find more bucks in those pockets. Um, man, your brother has, uh, he shot some pretty good bucks here the last couple of years. Uh, you're going oh to have to give him a swirly or something. 
<laughs> he's he's become the big butt killer for <laughs> I mean his whole his whole life and I'm so happy for him. Like his whole life all he's wanted to do is just kill big mule deer and he's just been one of those guys that can never get luck to catch up with him. He was always just, you know, a little bit away from luck happening. And he shot some really good butts, just nothing, you know, nothing crazy. And this, actually last year is when it started, and now it seems like luck is just right on his toes every time he steps out and goes mule deer hunting. I mean, he this year he he shot a giant in Utah that nobody knew about, was never on trail cameras. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just insanely big, just a big old desert buck. And then he goes out to Colorado and shoots a, you know, low 190s buck that's got cheaters everywhere and a just an awesome frame on him and then he goes to the hickory and shoots the 191 typical like he's just uh, i i don't know what's happened to him but he's definitely taking the luck from whoever had it before him did his head is his head swelling up a bit is he hard to get through the door there at the office when he walks in you know it's the reason why i love him and <laughs> he, he never gets an ego about anything you know such a good guy extremely successful at work and he's just he's never been that kind of guy and it's like it never happened though like now he's talking about next year. Like these last two years haven't even happened. Like he, he like he's starting saying, over. Want to, yeah, he's like, I just next year I just want to shoot a, a really good buck. That's that's what I'm after next year. It's just one really <laughs> good buck. I'm like, well, do you have you forgotten about the five you killed over the last two years or what? You know. <laughs> well, good for him. It's, that's it's that's insane. awesome. That's fantastic, and it's awesome so, that you guys are, were able to get out there and share it. Um, you know, with your dad and, and the three of you hunting and, you know, yeah. get that family time in. I know that's so important for you guys, for sure. I, I've, I've, I've had such a good year with my dad this year. I started out with that doll sheep hunt that I got to go on with him. Yep. And like, just like the guys were talking before, I mean, it was, it was, uh, you know, we did a two on one hunt, which is extremely hard for, um, you know, for doll sheep and caribou. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, we just got so insanely lucky with the doll sheep, with caribou, with wolves. We were right next to each other on every kill. We got to spend 12 days in the middle of nowhere together, living out of a tent. Um, so that's, that's kind of what started off my year this year. And then I got to archery elk hunt with them in Utah, which was insanely fun. And then, uh, got to, to Colorado mule deer hunt as well. And with my brother involved on that one. And it was, I mean, this year couldn't have been any better for me hunting with my family. That's awesome, and I know you've got uh, some some January plans coming up. I think you're going to hunt some mule deer, possibly in Sonora, and uh, uh, that's exciting. Yep, the, uh, you the, know, if you haven't yeah, the, done that before, yeah. yeah, the family trend is going to continue into uh, into Arizona, and none of us are into uh, Mexico. Sorry, and none of us have done that before, so we're crazy excited for it. Don't really know what to expect, but we're all going to be together, so we're pretty excited. Yeah, you know, that it's just so fun. Um, I've been going down since 1999, and I haven't missed a year down there in Sonora. And we're, we're more in northern Sonora up, um, chasing coos deer. But, um, you know, the people, uh, the food, the weather, I, I just love it. You feel like sometimes when you get on those ranches, you know, you're, you're back to 100 years ago in the U.S., you know, you get to some of yeah. the gates and some of the way that they lock, you know, um, shut their gates and some of these it's, you know, you look at some of their watering systems and, you know, they use, you know, gravity fed and artesian wells. And it's like, this is like what it was, you know, 75 years ago in the U S which I think is awesome because they're still using some of that old time ingenuity, um, which I think, yeah. you know, it seems like sometimes it just fades away and, um, 
but you're going to see things down there that, you know, it just you, you make sure you take a good camera so you can just, you know, you, you, you catch some of the coolest sunrises and sunsets down there in Sonora. So that's going to be awesome for you guys. Um, yeah, that's good to hear. Lorenzo, I wanted to give you a chance. Uh, Obviously, uh, GoHunt.com Insider has been the title sponsor of my podcast virtually since the beginning. Uh, And we we talk a lot about it on the podcast, but uh, it seems I am always picking up uh, new listeners uh, you know, that are, they're just picking up on episode, you know, 200 and whatever, and then they go back and listen to prior episodes. But for those of, of, of the listeners that maybe are new, um, can you kind of give me a broad overview about Go Hunt and, uh, Go Hunt Insider and what you do on an everyday basis there? Yeah, definitely. Uh, first and foremost, you know, we're just an educational platform, much like, much like your podcast, but what we do is aggregate all the all the data and information for all the units in Western hunting. So um, the, the short definition that we like to give people is we're basically the one stop for any Western hunter who wants to know about a certain state or a certain unit, how to hunt the unit or information about that unit. Um, like I said, we cover all the units in each state from the animal trends of harvest success and tag quotas for resident, non-resident to, you know, the draw statistics, um, and, and everything under the sun, really, it's become, over the last two years, we've continued to build out. And that's one blessing that we have about being online is we just, we never stop building onto it and we never stop uh, adding information to it. It's, you know, it's not a static print um, publication and it, it, it doesn't just sit for one year. It, it's just constantly being updated with uh, new information that we find out or, you know, draw systems are changing like Arizona changed and um, you know, it gives us that flexibility to just stay on top of Western hunting as a whole. And uh, it, it's it's from the one stop for information and data about Western hunting, which, as you know, or as anybody else trying to hunt the West, it's all about, you know, playing those trends and those, those, um, those, those data findings, because by the time you draw the tag, things are going to change. Or by the time you, you know, get to elk hunt in Utah or get to sheep hunt in Arizona, for example, I mean, it's going to take a long time. So things are going to change wildly in between when you start applying or have five, 10 points to when you actually draw the tag with, you know, 15 plus points. So we really focus on those, on those trends and um, that changing information. So hunters feel like they have the most up-to-date and, uh, you know, informational, informational product around. So, so they feel prepared when they go to, um, you know, burn their points or when they go to to deciding that they're actually going to start applying for, you know, a certain state. And, uh, I mean, it's become, it's become a beast of a product on our side, but that's our commitment to, you know, our users is we're going to constantly update it. And no matter how heavy it gets with data points, I think right now, um, we just eclipsed 30 million data points on the site. And, uh, yeah, we're, our dedication is to just keep it growing and, and keep those trends and information coming. So, that's pretty much what we do on a day-to-day basis. How important was it to you when you started GoHunt.com and started the Insider Program uh, to make sure you launch on a digital platform uh, as opposed to print media and such where, um, I mean, you must have saw the trends, you know, forming of how everybody's on their cell phone, everybody's on their iPad, yeah. everybody, you know, is, is, is mobile. Um, how, does, how does mobile play into your site? 
PhoneScope is a company that makes custom-molded, precisely engineered smartphone digiscoping adapters. Photographing wildlife has never been easier. It is simple to text photos and videos from your smartphone and share them with your friends. PhoneScope stands behind their product with a 100% money-back guarantee. Get yours now by using the JSCOT16 promo code and receive 10% discount on all purchases. Check them out at Phonescope, that's P-H-O-N-E-S-K-O-P-E dot com, or on Instagram, at Phonescope. Mobile, for the most part, about 40% of our traffic is through mobile, which is a lot for us being an educational platform. Um, you know, it, it's majority desktop because we're so, uh, you know, graph with, with our trended graphs and our mapping software, like, we're pretty heavy, so desktop is um, usually when people want to go into that in-depth in uh, reading and, and finding out what they want to do. But cell phone, for us to be 40% uh, mobile, it's it was pretty surprising to us. But just like everything, I mean, you watch people in the airport, you watch people at work, at lunch, whatever, they're always on their phone. And, uh, you know, we wanted to build this product to be able to function extremely well on mobile too. And that's also been, you know, one of our one thing we've been dedicated to because we understand people want to use their phones whether out in the field or you know driving on a highway and wondering what unit they're in and what the stats are on it or how easy it is to get a tag you know those types of things so we always wanted to make sure that mobile functioned and uh yeah we get about 40 percent of our traffic on on mobile which is which is awesome but you know our like you said about how how important was it to launch digital we we wanted to or i wanted to um, change, change the process of what a Western hunter went through to find a hunt or to be prepared for a hunt. Um, then we got the team involved. Chris Porter and I got the team involved. He's kind of been my right-hand guy through this whole thing. He has all the online experience. And, uh, you know, we wanted to change, change the process of uh, Western hunters finding hunts and information. And all that was out there was print publication. And we just felt like that was unfair to do to the industry is to just add another print publication and not change or innovate or, you know, or make the process better. So that's what we wanted to do is make the process better. And obviously the, the way to go about that was digital. So we can just stay on top of things and keep it a growing product instead of just, you know, a mag a reoccurring magazine that shows up with, uh, you know, a summary of the year before we, we didn't want that. We wanted to, wanted it to be, you know, a constant growing um, innovating product. And, and that's what we've, basically built it into be for sure you have um and just for the listeners out there you can go to gohunt.com and there's actually a free portion of the site where you can get a ton of information a ton of stories photos uh, all the things going on in the western states and then there's the yeah. go hunt insider which is where when you want to get more in depth you want to start learning and studying and trying to find those hidden gem hunts uh, find maybe an over-the-counter area with higher quality than than others um, and and per state when you're talking all you know the western states and you want to really dive in and get all of the draw statistics i remember early on on a podcast uh, you were referencing like the iPhone and you were like, Jay, we're like yeah. at the iPhone two. And, you know, now we're at the iPhone three and now we're at the iPhone six. Um, tell me where you feel like gohunt.com insiders at now 
you know, compared to maybe some of the early days. And for people out there that maybe, you know, were, were joined two years ago, where, where are you now and how have you progressed? Yeah, so we, we revert to that iPhone conversation constantly in the office, too. And it's funny, funny you ask that. Chris and I just had this conversation the other day. And I genuinely feel like we are at the iPhone 6 now, like as far as our products, because we have just launched year-over-year draws, which um, there is, there's been some companies in the past that have provided that. Um, whether their draw odds are accurate or not is, is to be determined. But, um, you know, they've, they've had that trended year-over-year, uh, you know, draw odds product out there. Well, now we have, like, you know, I, I will openly say, and obviously I'm, I'm a bit biased, but I will openly say I will put our draws up against anybody. The way we've built these are the most accurate you can find anywhere. We've had a massive build-out on our draw odds and making sure we have the most accurate around. And this year we have added year-over-year draws. So now you can visibly see point creep um, in units. You can visibly see how applicants are jumping from unit to unit, which will in turn affect the, the point creep per unit. So it's become, I mean, it's become a full product now. There's history from years before, and then there's the planning for the year coming up. And a user of, of the site and a user of Insider can see and plan their hunt based on the trends from the, from the past years and the new information rolling in from these states now on the current year, um, it's, it's become a full, a full suite of a product offering now. And I, I genuinely think we're at the iPhone 6, and we have a lot of plans in 2017 that are a bit under wraps at the moment. But um, 2017 is going to be a big year for us, and I definitely think that's going to put us at that iPhone 7 um, as far as that, that – um, you know, scale comparison goes. So yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on and it's become, I mean, it really has become a, uh, an awesome product for me personally. I mean, like we use it every day in the office for hunts being found like Brady Miller, who's our resident celebrity hunter. Who's always, <laughs> always having amazing hunts and has, he's the most in-depth hunter that I've ever come across. And I'm so proud and happy to have him on our team. Such a good guy and just an all around awesome hunter. He, puts more work and more study into hunting than any other person I know. And he found a hunt that takes zero points to draw. Zero points to draw in Colorado for third season. Goes and does a public land DIY and kills a 200-inch typical. And, you know, that's that's the kind of guy he is, but that's also the kind of product that this is that shows people those types of opportunities where it's not just about Colorado 44 where it takes, you know, 10x points to to draw, you know, even a third season tag. It's not about that. It's about all the opportunities out there and being able to hunt quality hunts every year. That's, that's really what this product has become. Yeah. We've had Brady on the podcast here several times and I get great feedback when he's on. He's just a wealth of knowledge, super humble guy, but just bleeds knowledge um, and expertise. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy how he's, you know, all the stuff that he's, you know, I, I, I always say, well, I can try and figure it out or I can call Brady or text Brady and you know, I know he, he's already, you know, run it through all the tests and, exactly. you know, he, he always has an opinion and, and backed up by, you know, solid uh, research and, and, and his own trial and error. Um, so having him as a part of your team and digital content manager is, is awesome. 
you know, your yeah. team down there, your team down there is incredible. Um, you mentioned the year over year, year over year draw um, odds. You know, how, how does that play out? In other words, um, how far back do most states go in year over year? Are you talking like last year's? Or are you talking you're going back two, three, four years in some cases? What? So how, is, how does it work? This is just it's year over year from last year. So it's last year compared to this year. So we have 2015 and 2016 stats on the site right now. Um, so we have two years of information, which um, you know, it's. Some people could say it's not enough. Some people could say it's plenty. I, I think it's plenty just because people are jumping from unit to unit so constantly from year over year. Like whether it's the Henry Mountains in Utah or the Pontscott in Utah, the applicants are jumping so wildly from year to year. Like a, a two-year trend is just as important as a five-year trend. It's not really going to tell you anything too much different. Um, so we have two years of, of trends right now. And I mean, it's plenty to see like, a real world example is uh, my cousin Heath Jr., who lives in Utah, lives in Cedar City. He uh, actually just welcomed his new baby daughter into the world two days ago, which is really, really cool for them. But um, not to get not to get too far off subject, he has 13 points in in Utah as a resident. So he's always been constantly deciding what he wants to do and which units he's he's you know open to draw. And in 2015, for example. At that 13-point level, there was eight applicants for the archery Pontagot hunt, and he's an archery hunter. That's what he wants to do. He wants to kill a really good buck with his bow. So last year in 2015, there was eight applicants at 13 points. And 2016, this new year, there was 21 applicants at 13 points, resident applicants at 13 points. So essentially, wow. his draw odds at 13 points in 2015 were 100%, guaranteed tag. And in 2016 it dropped to 8.3% with that many applicants jumping um, in, in that 13-point column. And it's, right. it's crazy to think that you could sway the odds that much from year to year. But it, it's true. Like, you hear people talk about Utah right now, and it used to be all about the Henry Mountains and the Henry Mountains. That's all they would talk about. Well, now the Pontagon has really bounced back with their age class and buck-to-doe ratio, and, and applicants are catching on, especially the resident applicants. And that southern Utah, you know, population has, has also figured it out. And, you know, looking at bucks off the Highway 89, just right off the highway, people are taking pictures of unbelievable deer. And it's caused that big jump where it, you know, more than 2 x the number of applicants at each point level. Um, you know, to take that a step further at that 14-point level, which is where everybody was in on the Henry Mountains in 2015 because there was zero applicants at 14 points in 2015. In 2016, there was eight applicants at 14 points. So, wow. I mean, it's an 8x swing of, of just that point column. And, and what this year-over-year draw odds comparison does is it allows a hunter to see, you know, where people are jumping to. And every time somebody jumps or all, all these applicants are jumping, there's also going to be a new opportunity that, that shows itself, you know, which is the fun part to see those trends and to see year-over-year. Year. Not only do you see where you're – your draw odds are declining because of a because of a applicant switch. You're also going to see those new opportunities pop up as well, um, and it's it's always fun to see, you know, and to pay attention to what hunts are opening up or what hunts are getting a bit harder. But yeah, that was just kind of a real world um, situation from you know just a couple of days ago. My cousin and I were trying to figure out where we wanted to have them apply for, and and uh, 
yeah, that's what we found, which is a bit disheartening, but you know, it's the way, it's the way it goes. Well, you sure. got to know. Yeah. I mean, you, you would yeah. rather know going into it, what the trend is and, and where you can, you know, statistically, you know, get your best chance and, you know, have your, yeah. the, th- the thing I like with, with the filtering 2.0 is not only that, but you can search for like quality bucks, age class of bucks, you know, yeah. um, you know, 150 or better, 170 or better, you know, and be able to, put all exactly. that together and like you said brady found a hunt third season colorado with zero points draws it goes and kills a 200 inch buck so i mean i think we can yeah. talk about the you know the, the hunts that everybody knows about but there's a ton of hunts out there that slide under the radar every year and if you use this uh product uh, you're going to find those hunts that maybe don't require very much uh very many points at all and some no exactly. points, you know at all and can go mm-hmm. have an incredible hunt so and that's a great example too. Like Colorado Unit thirty five thirty six has, you know, I'm not I'm not breaking open any secret there. The, you know, the general population has definitely caught on to thirty five thirty six in that Eagle County right next to Unit forty four. They've caught on to it, and those draw odds have insanely swayed. Where, uh, you know, a non resident could draw that choice, not burn any points, um, and go out there and hunt every third season. And now that is definitely not the case. It's going to take a pretty good keep a points to draw that to draw that tag now where he like i said every time applicants you know jump to those those units that are catching fire there's always going to be an opportunity to show itself and brady you know used the product the way he knows how to and went out there and killed you know a buck of a lifetime with one of those opportunities that showed up now with this unit that he found is one that he can draw with no points second choice where two years ago it wasn't that case um, and, and that's just, that's the way hunting goes in the West is it's all about trends because you never know when you're actually going to draw the tag. And if you just stay up to date on those trends and, and, you know, those, those, that application process, you're going to find those opportunities and potentially be hunting really good animals every year. For sure. Let's take a quick break here. I have known the owners of the Outdoorsman's in Phoenix for over 20 years. They are the authority on optics and hunting gear. Outdoorsman's is the leading designer and manufacturer of high-quality tripods, mounting accessories, and pack systems for all hunters. Their customer service is the best in the business. Go to Outdoorsman's.com or call 1-800-291-8065 and use the J. Scott promo code to receive 10% off any products. Real Game Calls featuring the Elk Reel. Real Game Calls makes innovative, realistic, and easy-to-master calls using their proprietary, revolutionary design. They are located and manufactured in Gypsum, Colorado. Their calls were designed and battle-tested on some of the hardest-hunted terrain on Earth. Check out ElkReel.com. Use the promo code JSCOTT and receive a 20% discount on all purchases. Go to www.ElkReel.com. Okay, Lorenzo, um, I want to talk about Arizona. You have some exciting news as regards to my home state here in Arizona. Uh, believe launching tomorrow. What's going on? Yep. That's, that's the big news. Um, you know, we launched year-over-year draw odds, but, you know, we, we didn't have Arizona draw odds for last year because of the change in their application or their draw process. So, you know, our stance on that was, I refuse to give out 
dated or wrong information. And I just felt like if we were to give draw us based on the old draw process, we would be giving out wrong information. And, uh, you know, that was, that was my decision. And some people would have liked to, to see it. And, you know, I apologize that we didn't have it up, but I just, out of, I just couldn't get myself to offer dated information. So now that that process has been going on for one year and the applications are set and the data trends are set of, of who jumped to what unit with, uh, with that change and draw process, we are now going to launch Arizona Draw Us for the first time tomorrow, which is amazing news for us. Um, you know, it's, it's been a thorn in our side just to make sure we can get it right and get the most accurate draws possible. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm extremely excited to say that it's going live tomorrow. And it's uh, that, another state that sometimes be disheartening, but it's fun fun to know your odds for sure and just, just to plan, you know. So it's it's a good thing for us, for us and, you know, everybody else who's thinking about Arizona. Yeah, for sure. And uh, for those of you that don't know what Lorenzo's talking about, uh, Arizona used to give 20% of the tags to – uh, max bonus point holders and so for some of the top end elk hunts and and uh, deer hunts and such you had to have max points in that unit or else you never even had a mathematical chance and yep. they would only take a few of those uh, max point holders well they changed the rule to five percent go in that 20 percent uh you know max uh, uh pool but then 5% go into a random draw, just, just in the regular random draw. So Correct. it finally, finally became uh, uh, you know, feasible for someone with one point to draw 13B you know, rifle deer tag on the Arizona Strip. Whereas before, you know, whatever the max points is, 24 or whatever, they had to have max to even be in the, to even have a chance. Well, yeah. obviously for Lorenzo's crew, that was throwing a serious monkey wrench. They were happy in regards to the fact that they didn't have to have max points, but from a go hunt insider standpoint, uh, there was really no way to portray correct odds. And so it sounds like Lorenzo, you wanted to at least get that one full year of that exactly. this last year's draw under your belt. And now you guys are going to be able to show what the actual numbers were and, and, in each bonus point class and who drew in the random pools and such. Um, exactly. and, and so, you know, right off the bat here with application season and Arizona deadline, I believe for antelope and, and elk is coming up February 14th, um, you know, kicking right off the bat here, you're going to be able to use the Gohan insider to see exactly who put in, how many people put in uh, for some of those, you know, hunts that, that, that we all care about and exactly. be able to make yeah. an informed decision as to how to move forward, uh, playing off of the trends of, of last year rather than yeah. just, and you know, throwing it in and just hoping. Exactly. And thank Thank you for that backstory. So, sorry, I didn't quite explain it, but, um, yeah, that, that's exactly what happened. That backstory, uh, of how Arizona changed really threw a, a wrench in our system just because like you said, uh, we wanted to see, you know, at what point level those random tags were being drawn and and uh, show that trend on how many people actually jumped into these uh, max point only draws and, and those types of things. And, um, you know, we took one year off of Arizona for our insiders, but now we have, you know, we have the most accurate of the new process. So, um, you know, it's always about a little bit of give and take when you're trying to grow something the right way. And that was a decision that we made and, and something that we 
you know, are going forward with now is um, we will have Arizona and year over year from now on. So it feels good to finally get that done for our, our users. And, um, you know, hopefully they, they find a lot of use in it. Yeah, that's great. Um, I also wanted to touch on something that uh, the listeners need to hear. And that is the Go Hunt Insider every single month has uh, gear giveaways and hunt giveaways and things that all you have to do is be an insider member to uh, your name gets thrown in the hat and you have just as good a chance as any other member. Uh, this month coming up of January 2017, uh, there's going to be a 85 millimeter Vortex spotting scope uh, given away. So uh, uh, a fortunate, there's actually, uh, we're going to be giving away five of those. Oh, five of them. Okay. Five of them. And, you know, you've given away doll sheep hunts and antelope hunts and, and, uh, you know, 10 Kuyu sleeping bags and 10 Kuyu backpacks. And I believe you gave away some rifles, uh, uh, every single month. I believe you gave away a hundred phone scopes one, one month. Yeah. That was um, actually, that was a fun month. Yeah. And, you know, um, so just for being an insider member every month, you have a chance to win. I I even remember last year, um, you guys actually paid full price uh, for two coos deer hunts for uh, with with us, Colbert and Scott Outfitters. And um, two two insider members got to go uh, coos deer hunting and um, talk a little bit about uh, how important it is to have your uh, insider giveaways. Yeah, so uh, you you brought up earlier to our free offering about you know some some state by state information and just some general uh, topics about what's going on in the industry, and both the both the giveaways in that part of our company, you know we want to we want to give back to our users as well. Um, you know we want to we want to put hunting opportunities and hunting gear in their hands uh, and not just take it for ourselves per se. You know, so we, you know, we work closely with Vortex and we obviously get some deals with them, but we want to give that back to our insiders as well. And it's all about building that relationship uh, with our users and, and giving back to them. So, you know, my favorite thing to do is send people on hunts because I can't wait to hear about their stories and, and what they come back with. And, you know, it's all about that adventure. So for us, our our giveaways are a big part of our company and our company philosophy just because like I said, we want to develop that relationship with our users and give them the ability to go experience some of the things that we get to experience here in the office. So um, it's something that we're committed to and we're always trying to give, uh, you know, the most we can or the best we can back to our users. And it's been a fun process for sure. And it's allowed us to work a lot closer with some of our partners like Vortex and Canyon Coolers and uh, Browning, who's been awesome. Browning's uh, definitely one of, definitely been a great company to work with, but yeah, it just it allows us to uh, you know give those products and those those experiences back to to our our insiders and um, from what our analytics show and what we've what we've heard, you know it, it definitely seems like it's appreciated out there in, in the industry. So uh, we're going to keep doing it, and it's definitely something we're committed to. That's fantastic. Speaking of Browning, um, how you liking your rifle? Oh, I love my rifle. Absolutely what caliber are you, you know? shooting? So I'm shooting a 26 Nosler and it's, you know, somewhat of a new caliber, but it's, it's being out there and people are starting to figure it out pretty good. And I just shoot off the shelf, um, Nosler ammunition with it. And it, I mean, it is, 
unbelievably accurate. I mean, it's a it's a sub three quarter of an inch gun uh, at a hundred yards. So it, I mean, it's it's an awesome gun. I have all the confidence in the world with it. I have a, a Vortex um, six by twenty four PSC on top of it, and I mean, I, I feel so confident with that gun. From you know a hundred yards out to seven hundred yards, I just I feel like you know I can I can make the shot if, if the conditions are right. And, you know, I was shooting a 142 grain bullet out of it for a while. And this last, um, right before Colorado, actually, I was out at the range and I saw Nosler started pushing their 129 grain pretty hard. And I stepped it down to the 129 grain bullet and I'm like blown away with the accuracy and the, the uh, ballistics of it. And I mean, it's fun to shoot steel with it because you can shoot it all day long with it, you know, only being a, a 26 Nosler caliber. And uh, it, it's been it's been awesome. I can't say enough great things about the gun. That's cool. I enjoyed that video um, that you guys did. That's on your site. Uh, you you going down there and meeting with the guys at Brown. Yeah. And, and you shooting uh, long range, watching those guys shoot long range. That was a that was a yeah. neat video. That was another thing that I you guys do a really good you know really professional, really clean quality you know good just good videos um, on some of your hunts Thank and. You. And, um, you know, with some of your, with some of your, uh, affiliates and, and partners and such, that's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's definitely one of my passions is video, just cause I like, like I said, I like to share in the experience. Um, and, and so video has always been a big passion of mine. And I, I try to keep our vision of what our videos are going to be. Um, you know, I try to keep it as high level as possible. So it's nice to know that it's it's being recognized to, to some sort. And like you said, that video, um, you know, we that video was just simply to show that a factory gun like Browning can, in fact, shoot very ac- accurately at a thousand yards. Not to say I'm going to shoot an animal that far or even think about it, but um, you know, when you're out there shooting steel, just to know that that gun can perform at that distance, you know, shot after shot. It, it's not to say that it can perform better than a custom gun or better than a, a gun built from the ground up it was just simply to show that you know this gun can in fact shoot accurately at a thousand yards and uh you know that's that's what we try to do is try to be as unbiased as possible about the products in the industry and just kind of educate people on on what's what so it's nice to know that it's being recognized to a, to a certain aspect that's great man well um as always uh if you if you sign up if you go to go hunt uh insider and click on the blue join now button use the j scott promo code you actually lorenzo you guys have been gracious to people signing up using using the j scott promo code you get a 50 dollars kuyu gift card uh, yeah. automatically so you guys just automatically send a, a 50 dollars kuyu gift card which uh we all love kuyu and um yes, we thanks do. for thanks for offering that to our uh listeners um absolutely i mean it's, it's a company that both you and I believe in, you know, their gear is, is, I mean, it's unmatched for sure. Yeah, and it's what you and I that. trust. So, you know, we're more than happy to get back to users who are listening to you and also want to give us a try. So it's, you know, it's our pleasure to, to be doing that. Yeah. And uh, what shows coming up uh, with the application season right here in front of us, what shows will you guys be at? Um, I believe you are already at the, uh, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation there in Vegas. Yep. Um, what what other shows do you guys will you guys have a presence at? We will have a booth presence at the ISC show in Denver, the ISC show in Sacramento, 
um, the Outdoor Expo in Oregon, in Portland, Oregon, and then also the Western Hunting Convention in Salt Lake City. Um, we ha- we actually have that published on our site right now about the dates and, and the location. If anybody wants to know, um, that's our that's our show show schedule for uh, for this year. So show season for us is it's awesome. I mean, it's like uh, as the hunters know, during hunting season we're all kind of going every which way. And it's hard to catch up and hard to get everybody in one spot at the same time because everybody has hunts overlapping in different states. And, you know, it just gets crazy. So I love show season just for that time that all the Western hunters get together, um, you know, get to share the stories from the year in the past and then try to put your year together for the year coming forward. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to show season. It's always, always a good time. That's great. Well, um, I hope you guys have a great hunt down in Sonora uh, here in January. and. I got to ask, are you going to get any waterfowling in this year? It's <laughs> funny you say that. I'm actually going to leave tomorrow to head up north to Seattle with one of my best friends from college. I'm going to hunt ducks for the next three days, and I cannot wait. You know, it's kind of my, my treat to myself after getting, uh, you know, year-over-year draw, draws live and Arizona live. So I'm going to take a couple of days and go up there and waterfowl hunt. I'm looking forward to it. That's awesome. I know it was a big part of your life in college and, and growing up and, you know, you've been so busy, you know, getting gohunt.com uh, and insider where you want it. Uh, it's always nice to get out and, and, you know, pursue those passions that you have. So that's cool. Exactly. I'm what kind of weather is it? Is the good forecast uh, for, for duck hunting? You know, knock on wood. Yes, it's, uh, it's good. They just had a snowstorm the other day. So a cold front just pushed in a bunch of new birds. Um, as the report I'm getting from my buddy. So it's, it's supposed to be clear and crisp with five to 10 mile an hour winds all three days, which should be perfect. If it gets to that 10 to 15 mile an hour winds and crisp and sunny, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a pretty happy guy. So, you know, awesome. knock on wood, hopefully that weather stays exactly what it's saying. Awesome, buddy. Well, sounds so, good. We'll enjoy it and then have fun down in Sonora. You. And I encourage the listeners to, uh, look Lorenzo and his gang up uh, at the different trade shows and for sure uh, check out uh, Insider uh, and it's the best resource out there and uh, you know with the with the new Arizona odds I can't wait to get on there here in a day or two and um, check out all the units and and see what actually happened last year because I think you know Nobody really knows until we get to actually look at these numbers what you know what happened last year with the new yeah change. exactly exactly it's uh it's pretty interesting what happened so um you know I've obviously gotten you've been able to look at it the past couple of days before we push it live and it's pretty interesting to see what happened it's uh definitely worthwhile to look at. Awesome, buddy. Well, sounds good. Well, God bless. Have a good trip up there, duck hunting. Have a good trip in Sonora, and uh, we'll see you at, at down the road here at one of these shows. Thank you again for all your support of my podcast and uh, being so good to the J. Scott Outdoors listeners and, and also you know, having uh, great help and uh, great employees and a great team there at GoHunt.com. Uh, you guys do an awesome bang-up job there, so just keep up the Thank great you. work, okay? Much appreciated, and thanks for having me on. All right, buddy. Take care. All right. See ya.